everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Alrighty, we are jumping right into today's episode. It is a submission from my anonymous form. For those of you who don't know, the Anon form is a Google form that it's essentially a submission box. So if you wanted to submit a question or a query or a comment, you can write as many words as you want. I don't think there's a limit. And all of that stuff that's submitted is essentially subject to be read here on the show. And I might make an episode about it. Maybe I'll have a guest talk about it, um, whatever. And I randomly will go check if, you know, what the submissions in the form are. And if there's some good ones, I will turn it into a podcast episode. So that is today's episode. The general question was essentially about conservative conservative parents and how to talk to them about your relationship or bring up your relationship to them. And um, I'm going to read the actual submission. Don't worry, but I wanted to give you a gist. And for this episode, if you guys follow me on social, then you already know this, but I took submissions on answering this question from you guys. So a lot of this episode is going to be submissions that you guys gave to answer this question. We also go into advice you would give your 20-year-old self about dating because the people or the person who submitted the question, um, the age range provided was 20 and 21. And so if you submitted a response, I will most likely read it on today's episode. I'll throw in some tidbits myself and we'll go from there. Sound good? Awesome. Let's go. Okay. So first things first, I'm going to read exactly what the person wrote in the anonymous submission form, and we'll take it from there. This person is 20 years old, and I think the person they're talking about is 21 or vice versa. Um, It says, how do I tell conservative family members like older siblings or eventually parents about a significant other? He's Muslim and I'm Hindu, so you already see where the problem's going to (laughs) be. Valid. All right. So before we like go into all of this, if you haven't already tuned into the episode titled How Do I Tell My Parents, I'm sure a lot of the advice that we're going to give on today's episode is going to be very similar to that episode. So it's about a few weeks back. It's called How Do I Tell My Parents? That's probably a good place to start. The only major difference here is that they mentioned conservative parents, which can definitely be a different slightly more complicated situation than like a more general question on how to tell your parents. So we're going to dive into that here. First off, my initial reaction to this was all I did, all I saw was the ages was we're 20 and 21. And I'm like, we, why are we even thinking about telling our parents? Who cares? You are basically a baby. Like, If you've listened to the show at all, you know my advice to everyone because I'm a hypocrite is don't get married till you're 30. I'm only 29, but that's besides the point. It just feels like a really big question to be even worrying about when you're so young. Like your brain isn't even fully developed till you're like 25 and we're worrying about telling our parents. Um, I don't know how long these people have been dating, but like I doubt it's been that long. I'm just going to assume that. I could be wrong. But 
Either way, even if it's been five years or five months, you're still so young and that like you should really just be like having a grand old time living your best life and not at all worrying about getting married or telling your family like listen as most south asian kids do they don't talk about dating with their families until they're like ready to bring home their person so if that's your situation then like just go out and date for fun don't worry about it don't think too hard about it have a good time and I wouldn't even think about marriage. Like, I've said this before, and it definitely, I feel like some people, like, didn't even, like, think consider this before, but, like, you can just date for fun. Like, having a boyfriend doesn't mean you're going to marry them. And if you're 21 years old, you're probably not going to marry them because you're 21. And then you're going to get older and be like, I don't know why I'm talking to this person. But hey, maybe, maybe you do. Maybe this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. It's going to be great. Um then worry about that down the line. I wouldn't let like your different religion factor in too much unless you are someone who is like very religious and it plays a huge role in your life. And again, at that age, I think that's an age where most people are still figuring out what religion means to them. Because if you're in college right around now, right, this is your first time really living away from the influence of home. I mean, Maybe even not, right? We were in a pandemic. So then maybe you've been at home this whole time. So I think we need to take some time away from home to live somewhat independently or at least without like the influence of parents to just figure out like, what does religion mean to me? What role do I want it to play in my life? Like, what role do I see it playing in the larger future? Um, And same thing with your partner. Like, you guys haven't really figured that out yet. Like, I remember being in college and like I went to a Catholic university and so they made us take religion classes, but the religion classes covered all religions. It wasn't just Catholicism. It was Hinduism. It was um, Judaism and Islam and Buddhism, like all of it. I had all of the books on those religions and I found myself really poking and prodding at these like different concepts, ideas before ultimately coming around to what religion would mean to me and the role that it would play in my life. So I think right now you don't have to worry about that. I know it when you're so young, like I feel like dating and like telling your parents about boys, it feels like this like huge thing. Like it's this giant mountain you're going to have to climb, but like in the grand scheme of your life, it's probably not going to matter that much. Like religion is usually the biggest thing parents have issues with because like in their world they don't understand like how two different religions can live under the same roof it's rarely about race even though it seems like if he's muslim and you're hindu that like or vice versa um like you're probably both south asian and so there is like that animosity between like hindus and muslims but one thing you have to keep in mind is a lot of that because i and I'm sure most brown people were raised with like, if you're Hindu, you hate Muslims. And if you're Muslim, you hate Hindus. And it's like, first of all, all of that was planted there by colonialism. So this is my spiel on the Brits. Here we go. They came to India and were like, we need to maintain power here. How do we do that? Well, you sow discord, right? You sow this idea that the people in your country, your fellow, you know, 
community members are your enemies because if you think that you'll stay divided because if you stay divided they can maintain power because think of what happened with when england went to america and then you know in the colonies and then when they got united it's literally in the name of our country like the united states of america they all got on the same page and like said screw you to england so they lost power because the people across the pond all got on the same page and decided it was worth fighting for each other to get rid of England from the sto- from like the big picture. So they learned from that, right? If you let people unite and you let them get on the same team, they lose power. And so when they went were in India, they were in India till basically our grandparents' generation. Like our grandparents grew up in a world where like the queen was still owning India. And they still own a lot of the stuff they stole from there. But that's a story for another day. So, like, our parents were raised in that. Our parents are still very, like, deeply impacted by the fact that they were taught that people in their own country were their enemy. And that's a huge thing to have to, like, work around. And I know, like, giving them this, like, objective history lesson on why there's actually no reason for us to, like, have all this animosity between religions. But at least it helps you understand where this stems from and realizing, like, if your parents try to make the argument about it being about religion, that, like, you at least know, like, it's actually not about religion. And this, the impact of colonialism, especially on India and Pakistan, is, like, massive and still very deep-seated. So that's my rant on colonialism. So I think it helps to have an objective view of, like, why they we have these struggles within our community. Um, but again, I think we're still too young to even be worrying about it. But, you know, I think for now, just focus on, like, what do you want in a partner and learning how to be in a relationship and learning how to communicate with each other and, quite frankly, have fun. Go on dates. Live your life. Like, just enjoy dating don't make it feel like this like awful chore or like there's this gray cloud hovering over your relationship because you know what that's gonna taint everything like I always say this like until I moved out of my house like and that wasn't for a couple years into my relationship with Mike I wasn't able to like fully be present and enjoy our relationship because the anxiety of like what if I get caught what if I get caught was just like all there in the back of my mind and I was always worried about like getting home in time and making sure my parents never saw if Michael texted me or called me and it clouded everything and until I moved out and was away from their presence I just never got a chance to like really figure out like am I with the right person like do I really like him you know is this something that's going to work out long term So definitely keep that in mind. Don't let like the religious thing like cloud your actual relationship. Like if you're with the right person, you're with the right person. And honestly, this is going to sound like, I don't know, irresponsible, I guess. But like lie until you have to. Don't tell your parents until you are absolutely positive this is the right person for you. It's not worth the headache and the drama and the like because then you're carrying their shit with you and like all that baggage like don't feel bad about it. Like that to me is just a boundary. Like it's a need to know basis. If they don't need to know, don't tell them because it's only going to make things more difficult. But you know what? We've gotten to the point. It's been some time. This is the person you want to be with. You want to tell your parents about this relationship. So let's get to the bottom of that. 
I'm going to first start off with the people who submitted answers to this question. And we did it on Instagram, so most of them are pretty short and sweet, but I've got some longer ones. Thank you so much for all of you who submitted a response. That was really fun. We should do that more. But here we go. The question was, how would you tell your conservative parents about your relationship? So one of the responses said, first, reflect and question how important certain family members truly are to you and who really matters. They're 100% right on that. You have to see who's worth fighting for. Like, my family is the best case scenario where everyone just got over it. And there are still extended family members who I know will probably like never invite me to anything ever again. Now, is that about race or is it about the fact that I'm a girl and I got married? So they're like, well, she's not a part of our family anymore. She's part of her husband's family. So we don't have to invite her to things. And I'm like, bro, it's 2021. We live in America. Please get over it. But you know what? I digress. But yes, please keep that in mind. Like, you're going to have to deal with people who may never come around. And there are going to be some people that you're like, is this worth fighting for in terms of keeping the relationship with those other people? Some people, it might be worth it. People like siblings and cousins that, you know, you would like to have in your life. But maybe there's some toxic aunts and uncles that you just don't need to have around. Like, don't worry about it. Cut them off. You can borrow some scissors if you need them. The next response says, I told them all without caring, spoke with confidence, and dealt with the crap afterwards. Shout out to you, girl. Kudos. I love to hear it, and I love to see it. Um, yeah, what she said is 100% right. You have to be confident in your decision. You have to know in the bottom of your heart that you are doing the right thing. Not so much the right thing, but like that this person that you're with is worth fighting for. Because if you have any doubt in your mind, if you have any part of you that's like, I don't know if this is the right choice. And I don't mean that in like coming from a place of like just being young and like, how do you know if this is the person? Like, not like that. Like, I always say like, you're not just fighting for the person, you're fighting for the life that you want to build for yourself and the life that you want to live. And that's the crux of the matter. You have to be sure that you are fighting for a life that you want and that it is worth putting up with the crap for. And when you tell them you have to be confident about it, you have to be willing to stand your ground and you have to know in your heart of hearts that like, this is what you want. Because ultimately, it could be the worst case scenario or it could be the best case scenario. But, you know, my little anxious brain is always ready for the worst case scenario. Okay, this is the next response. It's two parts. They said, number one, make sure you're with a person who treats you well. That's what most parents want. And they think they can make sure of that if they get an arranged marriage for you. And number two, they said, rip the bandaid off and don't backtrack or waver on your decision. Let them know you love them and respect them, but this is what is best for you. Be firm. I didn't do I did not do that second one and it just took way too long to get through the whole process and come out on the other side. So again, this person is reiterating a lot of people said like be firm, be confident, make sure you like, you know, have that on your side because like they're going to keep trying to change your mind. So you have to be firm about that. And she's right. Like, you will come out on the other side. Like, you will. And what that will look like on the other side, you don't know. You just, the only way around is through, right? So you just have to go through this process. Um, 
And she's right. Like this idea that like an arranged marriage is like controlling for all the variables. And your parents think like we're older, we're wiser. We know what to look for in a person and we know who will get along with you best. And here's the thing to that statement. I feel like most brown kids aren't super close to their parents and their parents really don't know them that well. Like, yes, some of you might have wonderful relationships with your parents, but like I can tell you my parents don't really know anything about me and how I really am as a person. Like, I don't even know if like my mom knows my favorite color. So like letting them decide who I'm going to marry is just like not going to work out because like they would make it based on what they would want in a person, but I don't think they'd be able to make it based on like what you what would be best for you so like if you're someone who's worrying that like should I just get an arranged marriage should I just let my parents do it like I mean if you think like your parents can make a better decision than you can and again I think we're too young at 20 and 21 to make that choice I would definitely wait a lot longer before you really determine that for yourself okay and the last response I'm going to share for this question is also the longest so make sure you have your listening ears on like I tell the kids I work with The way I did it was I sat them down and was just honest with them and where we wanted the relationship to go. I, of course, waited until we were ready for the next step, but honesty is best, even though they'll be upset. You have to also have a strong support system because of your conservative family tries to persuade you out of the relationship. Your support system will help you stand your ground. Having cousins, open-minded aunts and uncles meet your significant other beforehand also helps. They are able to then share with your parents how they feel about that person, and it could make a world of a difference. Conservative parents will always think about society, and you really have to stand your ground. It's not easy, and there's countless fights and disagreements. But in the end, if they see you are being persistent, then they start seeing the situation as you being serious about this person and might come around. I personally had to run away from my parents to take me seriously. But then they started accepting the relationship and eventually helped plan the wedding and now are happy grandparents. Patience and honesty all the way. So every part of this paragraph that was submitted is great advice. Like, again, reiterating the standing your ground and the support system. Like, this isn't going to be one conversation with your parents. This is going to be multiple conversations over a period of time and that could be a few months it could be a few years depending on where in your relationship you may choose to have the discussion and ultimately you do need people to be there for you you need people who understand or are willing to try to understand and just let you vent and be upset and be angry and you need a partner who is willing to go through this with you like I talked about this with Pammy on the episode she was on a couple weeks ago and how most people are scared to really even ask that question about their partner. Like, are you going to go through the bullshit with me? Because some people don't want to hear the answer because they're scared of what it could be. And so if you're afraid of what the answer to that might be, you're probably with the wrong person. But again, you get to decide that for yourself. Um, And yeah. Have your best friends who will always be there that you can text and call and can maybe even get you out of the house if you need to. Um, The aunts and uncles part is also huge. Um, 
ultimately, like, your family just sees you as a child. Like, they don't see you as someone capable of being independent and making your own decisions and, like, knowing what you're talking about. So that's really helpful if you have, like, more open-minded aunts and uncles or if you have someone else in your family who is in an interracial or an interfaith relationship because then they can talk to your parents and they can explain what they're seeing and that, you know, maybe you should trust her. Maybe she is making the right decision like we think she is or he's a nice guy. Um, And introducing that person, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, like I systematically introduced Michael to my family in that like I brought him over as a friend a couple times before having the discussion about who he was to me. Literally the first time he came over was when my parents moved into their new house and I used to work at a gym. And so I said, oh, like my friends that are personal trainers, like they can come help you move because, you know, they work at a gym and they can lift heavy things. Um, And so God bless Michael. He showed up and helped my parents move into their new house and like move furniture and just like be helpful. And that was it. Like he didn't really stay for very long. He just came to help but it was like baby steps right like we got our toes wet like we have seen his face and then the next time I had him come over and be like oh like mom can you make my can you make my friend Indian food he really likes Indian food and you know because I know the way to my mom's heart is food and so I had Michael come over for lunch a couple times and like chat with my mom and like she was real weird about it but she also loves any opportunity to feed someone so like she kind of gave it to that one and so by the time I told her like she kind of already knew or at least had like played around with the idea in her head that like ooh, this is a boy and like Disha doesn't bring boys over as if like she would ever let me casually bring a boy over to hang out like anyway cognitive dissonance um and the other thing that was in that response was the the running away. Listen, I know a lot of brown girls that have ran away from home. I am one of them. And and it's not like the theatrical running away from home. Like Indian parents have this concept of like Bollywood and like she's going to run away and get married and like we're not going to be able to do anything about it. Like it's not like that. It's like I've reached a a melting point where I'm just so done with it and you're not hearing me and you need to do something almost drastic. And I obviously don't advise people do this, but I think if you were raised in a super conservative household where you were every part of your life is being controlled by your parents, that is one of those extreme forms of like not having any control over the situation because your daughter has literally run away from home and you don't know where she is and they realize like they need to loosen it up or they're gonna lose you it's like a very stark reality check for some of them and that's when other family members might choose to intervene because they know that like something has to be done indian people are very community-based and so it's not like you're not going to make a statement by running away. Again, I don't advise it. I don't think you should. But I don't want to ignore the fact that that is something, sadly, that does happen in our community quite a lot as someone who did it probably like two or three times and gave my parents a heart attack. It's not safe. It's probably not something to be advised on doing. It's not a route you should take. 
lightly or if at all. Um, but I'm not going to like edit that out of the response. Like that is something that happens in our community and it's something that needs to change. And hopefully you'll be able to have constructive conversations with your parents that don't result in such extreme situations. But you know what? It does happen. So that is all I'm going to say on that. So I'm going to give you a few tidbits on my end on how to tell your parents. I think one thing to keep in mind is financial independence. We say it a thousand and one times, so I'm going to say it one more time. You need to be financially independent. You need to be able to take care of yourself in case they really decide that like they want to cut you off. And the thing is, if they're going to choose to cut you off, it is going to be immediate. It's not going to be like a slow burn where you'll have time to prep like most Indian parents are as dramatic as Bollywood and it's going to be like, we're going to cut you off right now. Get out of this house. Never come back. And it's like, oh, my God. So worst case scenario, that is what you're prepping for. But hopefully that's not what's going to happen. Um, a lot of the conversation honestly happens around this idea of dating because like they just don't understand it. Like, I think I explained the concept of like Michael being my boyfriend like a billion times to my parents. Like, so many times I have lost track that, like, he was just my boyfriend. We were not dating. And they would constantly be like, are you engaged? When are you getting married? Are you going to marry him? Are you engaged? And I'm like, nope, we're just dating. And because it's so foreign to them. Like, like you're probably talking to a set of parents who, like, met someone for three minutes and was like, yeah, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Meanwhile, you're probably with this person at that point, probably a few years, years and still not sure if you're going to spend the rest of your life with them, or at least you haven't like taken the steps to become engaged or whatever. And like, they just like don't understand that, like how much more time do you need? Like, why are you causing all this drama if you're not married to him already? And I'm like, this isn't Bollywood. This is real life. I'm going to take my time. But that is something that will most likely be the conversation you have the most is like, what is dating? What do you mean he's your boyfriend? Are you engaged? When are you getting married? And it's like, honestly, it to an extent it can take away from like the you know the magic and the fun that you feel like everyone else has like of getting engaged and stuff because it's like you have to go through so much and like you know it's leading towards eventually an engagement but I find that like it felt a little tinged because it was like there was just so much bullshit and it was like I knew at some point Michael would you know, propose. I didn't know when. So there was an element of surprise. But I feel like for a lot of brown girls, it can feel so utilitarian as a way to like appease their parents. And while we're on that topic of appeasing parents, don't view marriage or engagement as freedom. We talked about this again with Pammy a couple weeks ago. Like, A lot of brown girls look at getting married as freedom, which is how like 1960s American women saw marriage because like they lived under their parents house and their father ruled their house and their lives. And then once they got married, they could do whatever they wanted. And Indian culture in 2022 is that's the point it's reaching where brown girls think once I get married, I can do whatever I want because they won't be living under the roof of their parents. And that's why I think it's so important to live on your own before you get married or engaged. So you're not getting married hoping for freedom. And I don't mean like marriage is like a ball and chain or whatever, but like that's the wrong reason to get married as a way to get out of your parents' house. 
like you <laughs> you should have a more like valid reason to marry someone than hoping that like it'll let you live your life because then you're gonna have to factor that other person into all of your life decisions which is also why I keep repeating the fact that you should wait till you're 30 to get married because you are going to want to do lots of things with your life before that where you don't want to have to worry about factoring in another person. So that's one thing. The next thing I wanted to mention was the emotional manipulation, which is like everyone's favorite topic. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but a lot of parents will go down and like, oh my God, you're going to like kill me. Are you trying to kill me? I'm going to die. Your father has high blood pressure. Oh my God, he's gonna, you're going to give them a heart attack. I'm like, no, all that fried vegetables you eat, that's what's going to give you a heart attack. That's why you have high blood pressure. Please go to the gym or go for a walk. Like you have diabetes. So anyway, they love playing that card. The like using like death or their health whatever it takes to like manipulate you and like that's where like all of these listeners said like being confident and being firm and being objective like when you're talking to them like I remember like I would not entertain anything that was emotional manipulation if it wasn't a concrete fact or objective reason for why you were against my decision or against you know Michael or whatever it just wasn't worth discussing. And that's where like drawing those hard line boundaries is so important and helpful because otherwise you get like, you get tied down in the bullshit, which is like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, you're going to give your father a heart attack. Like, oh my God, you're such a disappointment as a daughter. I'm like, okay, thank you for all of your opinions, but this is not relevant to the conversation. If you have a question about how are we going to manage religion? Is the fact that we're two different religions an issue? Is the fact that we are two different races an issue? How does this impact our relationship? You can ask me objective questions. I can even give you examples of them. I will not sit here and entertain the theatrics. This, again, over and over is like, this is not a Bollywood movie. Like, brown people make everything so much more dramatic than it needs to be, and it's just not. Like, if your parents want to ask you a questions like grown-ass adults, because that's what they are, they can do that, Right. Where are you going to live? Do you guys want to have kids? How long have you been dating? How do you know he's the right person? All valid questions. Now, if your parents want to throw a fucking tantrum like they're three years old, it is not your job to entertain it. It is not your job to treat your parents like children. It is not your job to parent your parents. And it is not your job to have to always be the adult in the room. Okay? This bullshit parade of like Indian parents acting like everything is so tragic. Oh my God, I sacrificed my whole life to move across the planet for you. I'm like, no, sweetie, you moved across the planet for you. You wanted to have this life here in another country. And listen, we can get into like the nitty gritty of all that. And maybe I'm being mean, but like you can be grateful for the sacrifices that your parents made when they immigrated to this country without feeling guilty for, you know, building a better life for yourself or choosing a path that is different than the one they had determined for you. Like, that's the crux of it, because we're women. And in our culture, it is our job to solely exist for the comfort and benefit of the people around us like 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 we're women whether you're brown or not like women make themselves smaller to make other people feel comfortable because we're the caretakers even if we don't have kids we naturally tend to worry about 
the people around us and, you know, maintaining relationships and keeping those people happy. And, you know, it's a natural instinct to want that, but you shouldn't be making yourself smaller because somebody else is uncomfortable. Like, I've said it before, like, you shouldn't be sacrificing your long-term happiness for someone's short-term discomfort. And there's that's the only way I can say it. So avoid the emotional manipulation. Just don't entertain it and do what you have to do. Because ultimately, it's your life, right? Like you're 20 years old and you, you know, average human lifespan, you might live till you're 80. You got 60 more years to go, sweetheart. So do you want to keep living the next 60 years the way your parents want you to? Or are you going to live it based on your terms? That's what you have to decide. And at the end of the day, if you really, really need help, if this is so difficult for you to go through, there is always help. There is always therapy. You can always go and talk to somebody and get whatever kind of help you need. Because at the end of the day, it's not easy. Not everyone has a super tough exterior like I do. Not everyone, you know, wants to sit there and fight this battle and I don't blame people for it because it is a bitch. So do what's best for you. Keep a firm backbone and do what you got to do, girlfriend. All right. The next part of this, I asked the question because you are so young, whoever submitted this, um, what relationship advice would you give your 20 year old self? So I'm going to read some of the responses some people left for you. Um, a lot of you had some pretty, there's a lot of like common overarching themes. Um, one person said, don't settle, period. Very true. Don't settle. Do what you got to do. You are a strong, independent bitch. You don't need nobody. So if they're not adding value to your life, you don't need them there. Someone said, if you sense any red flags, go with your gut instinct or intuition. It's real. This is true. Did you know you have as many nerve endings in your gut as you do in your brain or something like that? That's like a random science fact, I know. But your gut feeling is a real thing, and they are doing a lot of research on it. So side note. But yeah, someone said, you can date without it having to end up in a long-term relationship. Shout out to this girl who clearly listens to the podcast. Um, they said, don't be petty. Like, oh, you didn't say good morning to me first. Stuff like that. Important. I feel like when you're young, like everything looking back felt petty. Um, I got communicate your feelings. Your partner isn't a mind reader. Very true. Your husband can't read your mind. Remember, ladies, they're just not that smart. Women are emotionally intuitive. Men are not. Um, don't ignore your friends once you get a man. Preach a little louder for the people in the back because seriously, don't be that friend. Nobody likes that friend. Like the friend who like, oh, you know, they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, so we're never going to see them again. Like, don't be that person. It just because then when shit hits the fan, like no one's going to be there for you. Mm, what else do we get? Sorry, I like screenshotted all of these on my phone. So I'm like scrolling through them. Um, someone said, take your time. Don't rush into things you aren't 110% sure about, especially if it's for somebody else. Very true. Make sure you know what you want. That's why we like to wait till we're a little older and we do know what we want. Um, someone said, it's okay to not know what you want. And their partner said, just go for it. Very true. You're at that age, like 2021, 20, where like people are starting to graduate college and they're getting a job and like then they're getting their house or their apartment or they're getting married and like everyone around you feels like they're just checking boxes. 
Um, once you get a little bit older, you realize people check boxes in different orders at different times and you don't have to do it all at once. So definitely important. <laughs> and someone said, save that money and travel. A lot of that. A lot of people said, save up the money, travel, explore, learn more about yourself. That was like the general theme. Um, Someone said, be honest with your parents about who you are and your views from the start instead of lying to them and agreeing. That way, when the time for big life decisions come, they won't be shocked. This is 100% true. Unfortunately, I didn't do that, so I can't give you more advice on that statement. But I agree with the statement. If you have the kind of relationship with your parents where you can be more honest with them and you're not afraid of like super negative reactions every time you open your mouth like I was like, go for it. Try to have a good relationship with your parents. I only have a decent one with them now because I haven't lived at home for like almost five years. So there's that. Um, And the last response was, live your life. Don't care about what others' opinions are and what your parents want you to do. Travel and see the world. Again, lots of those responses. Go travel, go explore the world, live your best life. And that really is what you should be doing at the age of 20 and 21. You should be living your best life, exploring the world around you, getting to know who you are as a person, figuring out what you want in life. And you might not figure that out till you're 25, 26. Maybe you'll figure it out when you're 30 or 35 or 40. It's okay. Um, South Asian culture in general puts a lot of pressure on timelines because we're so community-based. And so we're constantly comparing ourselves to like other people within our own circles, especially our parents. Like Our parents do that to us all the time. And like, yes, like this isn't just a brown people thing. This is a society thing with social media and everything. Every day I open my Instagram and somebody's pregnant and I'm like, all right, cool, please stop. Um, And it gives me like anxiety and then I have to turn off all the internets because it's just not going to work out. Um, But yeah, live your life. Don't worry about it. You have your whole life ahead of you and you haven't done a lot of life yet. Remember, like you until you're like. 20 all you've done is like go to school which is very predictable every year september to june you go to school you have summer break and you keep doing that over and over and then you go to college and you take your courses and again you go to school from what august to may and you have your summer break but you haven't experienced the real world yet and until you get out there and you do those things like you're really not going to know what you want because maybe you know what you want when you're 21 but that could drastically change when you're older, um, there's actually a bunch of research studies on things about like people having huge paradigm shifts around the age of 27 when they have fully matured and realized like that what they thought they wanted in life isn't what they wanted. And a lot of people at that age do like full 180s and really turn their life in a different direction. Um, I'm not going to rant about that. <laughs> this episode is already long enough. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so, so much to all of you who submitted Um, responses to these questions. It is always nice hearing from you guys. I love connecting with you all. If you want to submit to the anonymous form, it is linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and I will see you guys next time. Bye! Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. 
Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. 